Welcome back, Nets fans. Uh, we have another reaction to an embarrassing home loss because we just can't win at home. That's now five straight home losses. I saw it's the longest home losing streak since December 2018, back when, like, I think D'Angelo was here and was at the Jeremy Lin year. I don't know, but it, it was a long time ago. So, not good. The Bucks continuously find ways to just destroy the Nets, even without DiVincenzo. George Hill, Brooke Lopez, Pat Connaughton. Yes, I know we don't have Joe Harris, Kyrie. I get it. But there's no reason why the score should have been this bad. This was an embarrassing effort by the Nets. Another game where they came out absolutely flat. I think the Bucks were up 8-2 or something early on because it's just how the Nets start every game. Like, why is it so hard for a team this talented to start off well just once in a while. You know, it's every time you put on the Nets in the first quarter, they're always down by 10, 12, 8 points. And it's like, can, can they just start well for one freaking game so we can stop clawing our way back in every single game? It's like we're down at 10 at halftime every game. We always got to come back. Even in that Pacers win when Kyrie played, they were down what, like 12, 13, 14 at half, and they had to come back. They were down 19 or 18 at one point in that game, had to come back. Like, why can't we ever play from ahead? play our style of basketball, and have it work for an entire game. Why does it take till they're down by 20 points to always try to make a comeback? And and then, you know, we have to rely on this bench unit of, like, Dayron Sharp and um, Kessler Edwards to bring us back in these games, which at that point is garbage time. But that's, like, you know, the most enjoyable minutes of these games because the starters were unwatchable. I mean, James Harden tonight had seven turnovers, and... I would say it's one of his worst games of the year. Like, stats-wise, I think he had, like, 16 points. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, 16 points, 9 rebounds, uh, 7 assists, 6 of 15 shooting, but had... Oh, he had 5 turnovers, not 7. All right, well, still. I mean, the, the turnovers were terrible. It wasn't like it was bad luck turnovers. It was just, like, careless, stupid, easily telegraphed-type turnovers. So, um, the Nets right now, I think, are 10-10 and 10 at home on the season. Um, so, go ahead, insert your Nets have no fans jokes, because that's definitely going to work out for this. I mean... And the Nets broadcast showed a graphic of how the Nets are against some of the top teams in the NBA. And it's it's gotten to a point now where we've talked about this in the past. If you've viewed my Nets videos in the past, we have talked about this, how the Nets don't play well versus elite teams. So here's the Nets versus top eight teams this year. I guess top eight in the NBA, not by conference. I don't know. I guess, yeah, top eight teams in the NBA. They are 0-7, now 0-8, and, and they're 0-6 at home in these games. So majority of these games against the top eight teams have been home games, and they still lose, and they've lost by a lot of points. Like, these games that I'm looking at right now, a lot of them were not close. Like, the Golden State-Phoenix game was not close. The Memphis game the other night was not close. This game was not close. I don't care if they lost by 12. We were probably down, like, 25 at one point. Um, the first game versus Milwaukee this season was not close. So, yes, they're losing to elite competition, but they're not even competing. These games are not even close. So a lot of these games end with our, you know, 20 year old rookie players playing in the fourth quarter because we can't even keep the game close. I mean, that's how bad it is right now. And the thing that keeps killing this Nets team, there's a lot of things, just not putting in effort, defensive rotations. Somehow the Nets out rebounded the Bucks tonight. I had no idea, but apparently the Nets had three more rebounds on the night, four more, which is like something I did not expect to see. But the thing that has killed the Nets in recent weeks is the three point shooting. The Bucks shot 36% from three. They were 16 of 45. The Nets were 6 for 27 from 3, 22%. And I know Joe Harris in this series really struggled last year. He kind of cost the Nets a potential um, you know, Eastern Conference Finals appearance. I get all that. But the Nets not having Joe Harris right now is just killing this team. And I have to be honest, I love Patty Mills, but he has been just 
bad the last five games. Like his numbers have been really dreadful. Um, you know, of course, Patty's won us some games this year, so I'm not gonna be too hard on the guy, but um, he has just not been right recently. So I don't know what it is. He'll get back to it eventually. But you know, I just miss Joe Harris. He he opens up the floor, and there was some good spacing at some points. We saw some James Harden layups where there was good spacing, and the defenders were on the three point line, and James Harden had room to drive. But you know, for the most part, the spacing on this floor is terrible, and the Nets shooting from three is also terrible. James Harden can't make any three-pointers anymore. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, you know, once in a while have a, a nice game, but for the most part, his shooting percentage on the year from three-point territory is probably like 33%, if that. So it's it's not very good. And like, who are you going to get shooting from? You have James Harden, you have Kevin Durant, you have Patty Mills. I like what I saw from Cam Thomas tonight, but like, is James Johnson, Bruce Brown, DeAndre Bembry, are those guys making three-pointers consistently? David Duke Jr.? Like, they're not. Like, that's just not their game. So... You have about three, four guys that are known as pretty good shooters on this team, but I don't know. There's just not enough shooting, and and they miss Joe Harris a lot. So I'm not saying Joe Harris was the difference tonight. I'm not saying Joe Harris would have won us this game, but it would have helped. So um, I miss Joe, and I hope he's back soon, and I definitely will not take him for granted anymore because I've seen how bad this team can be without him. And I also just had this realization tonight that, unfortunately, and I hate to say this as a Nets fan, but it's the truth, I don't think this team's winning the finals unless Kyrie's back full-time. Now, I was encouraged by what Kyrie said after the Pacers game, how basically he said, we'll reevaluate this situation once the playoffs start is pretty much what he said. So I do think if the uh, the rule change, if nothing changes with the rules for the mandates and all that, I do think Kyrie ultimately gets vaccinated. That's what I think. I could be wrong, of course, but um, that's how I feel right now. But if Kyrie were to not play full time for the Nets this year, it's going to be very difficult for them to win a championship. I just don't think, like, this team is so bad at home. It's it's like, it's just unbelievable. Like, I know the Nets don't have the loudest arena in basketball. I get it. We don't have the most, we don't have the greatest fan base in basketball, though I, I think Nets fans are great people. But there's, like, we don't have nearly the fan base size that, like, the New York Knicks or the LA Lakers have. We, we know that, right? So... Some Nets fans just follow KD and Harden and Kyrie. That's just how it is. But this team has been so bad at home that you're almost like there is no more home court advantage. It's, it's to the point where like, do we might as well just tank and get like the fifth seed and play more playoff games on the road? It's, it's gotten to that point. Obviously, I'm not being serious when I say that, but like, it really makes you think like, would you rather have Kyrie for four games in a seven game series or three games in a seven game series, but lose the home court advantage? Like, it's a real question at this point. This team gets no... I feel like the Nets' crowds are not that bad. I really don't. Like, I don't know why they're not motivated. I don't know why, once again, we start out so flat every game. And look, part of it's on coaching. You know, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and blame Steve Nash 100%, but just, it's like... How can you start this bad every game? At some point, you have to ask yourself, what the hell do these coaches do? What the hell do they teach on defense? Why aren't we making our shots? You know, why aren't we doing our defensive rotations? Why aren't we boxing out? You know, there's just a lot of things with this team where it's like, yes, there's a ton of veterans from you know, KD to Harden to James Johnson to Millsap to Aldridge. We got a ton of veterans here. But at what point do you start to see like, oh, well, Steve Nash is helping us win these games. Like even tonight, how they started David Duke Jr. 
over DeAndre Bembry. I mean, that made no sense to me either. Like, I know they are technically 1-0 with David Duke Jr. starting, but, like, at the same time, when DeAndre Bembry came into that Pacers game last game or two games ago now, he was a difference maker. Like, DeAndre Bembry severely outplayed David Duke Jr., and I figured for sure DeAndre Bembry earned his starting job back, but for some reason tonight, David Duke Jr. continued to start. And I'm not saying David Duke Jr. was terrible, but, like, he's so limited offensively. He's a younger player. At least Bembry's a veteran. I think he's a better defender, um, better finisher at the rim. I mean, David Duke Jr. had a nice pull-up two-point shot I saw. That was kind of impressive, but for the most part, he was a non-factor offensively. Not saying that Bembry's a whole lot better, but in a game like this where you're playing a veteran Bucks team, I'd rather put the veteran Bembry out there and, you know, kind of test your luck that way. I was happy we saw more Cam Thomas. He did play 28 minutes tonight, had 14 points on 6 of 12, 5 rebounds. So that was a positive with the coaching. But, you know, there's a lot of Nets fans that are calling for Kessler Edwards to play. Edwards played 6 minutes. He had 4 rebounds, had 3 assists. So no points for him. But actually, no, he had 6 points. No, 0 points. Yeah, 0 points. Sorry. So Edwards did not score, but he helped with the rebounding and assists. So, you know. There, that's a positive, but you know, I don't think Kessler Edwards is ever going to start for this team. But can he earn a bench role? Absolutely. It just depends who you want to kick out the rotation. I mean, at that point, you may have to get rid of a James Johnson or get rid of a Bruce Brown completely. Like we saw Bruce Brown play ten minutes tonight, but you know, he, he I think Bruce Brown is pretty productive tonight. It wasn't terrible. I think Bruce Brown had some moments. He had that nice dunk, of course. Um, he made a three pointer in the corner off a feed from um, from Kessler Edwards himself. So there was some positives with Bruce Brown. But by that point the game was over. I mean, Bruce Brown was a, uh, he didn't play the first two and a half, three quarters. So it's like, he wasn't really a part of the game plan. The Nets were kind of just like throwing some different guys out there and seeing what would happen. we saw Blake Griffin get a DMP. We saw Paul Millsap get a DMP, which is not a surprise, of course, but I figure maybe in this matchup, Blake Griffin might've played more. You know, he played a lot of defense on Giannis last year. Didn't do a great job at it. You know, Giannis put up awesome numbers last year, but um, in the playoffs, but you know, Bruce Brown, not Bruce Brown, Blake Griffin at least has the experience of, of guarding Giannis. So I was kind of surprised he was a, a complete coach's decision DMP tonight. And I don't want to harp on this, but Javon Carter's got to go. I mean, what does this guy do anymore? Two for seven shooting. I mean, there was one possession where he shoots a three from the wing. He misses it. I think it was um, Dayron Sharp gets an awesome rebound, kicks it back out to him. And he's just staring his guy down, like kind of in like that triple threat and then he shoots again and bricks it i'm like oh my gosh like this guy is just a uh he's what is it a what's it called a ball stopper like who's a guy who like i forget what the term is when a guy like stops passing the ball and ruins the offensive flow i forget but he's just one of those guys who like he just kills the flow of the offense he just does not pass much and javon carter like there's a reason he doesn't play important minutes because once he gets in there he's just chucking shots up he's a chucker that's what it is so He's not even that great of a shooter either. I mean, he made like one elbow jumper. He made one three-pointer, I believe, from the right wing. But yeah, I can definitely do without him. I, I don't think he lasts that long on this team much. You know, I don't think he lasts the entire season at this point. Javon Carter has no role, but it's just frustrating. Every time he gets in there, it's just like, oh, this guy. You know, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He, he plays good defense. Not even that great, but he gives effort, which I like. But I think he had one steal tonight. He had a breakaway dunk, I remember. So he had that going, so that was good. But... I don't know. Yeah, I could just, you know, hopefully we move on from that guy at some point. You know, this Nets team needs some type of help. I mean, I don't know if they need like an extra rebounder, like a JaVale McGee type guy would have been perfect for this team, I feel like. But obviously they need some shooting, but you're going to get Joe Harris back. You're hopefully getting Kyrie full time at some point. Um, so the shooting is like it's coming. It's on the roster. It's just they're not healthy and one guy's not vaccinated. So it's going to come at some point. But 
For the rebounding, I mean, you know, once again, the Nets won the rebound battle by four tonight. They lost second chance points by like 10 or 12, I think. But, you know, the rebounding wasn't like a massive issue, but there were so many second chance point killers where like you would see the Bucks get an offensive rebound, kick it out to, to Wes Matthews. He would make a three, give it out to the, you know, the former Seton Hall guy with the long last name. He would make a shot, like just stuff like that. It was just, you know, it's just, uh, it's a killer for, for teams, of course, trying to make a comeback. You cut it to 15, cut it to 12 and then up oh, offensive rebound up oh, three pointer. And it's like, Oh, the entire momentum changes. So, you know, the Nets, I mean, there were some points where I, th- I thought maybe they could fight back, but by the end of the third quarter, I was just like, yeah, this game's over. Like, I, t- I tried to keep hope, but yeah, I mean, there's just certain guys that got to be better. I mean, James Harden's the one you got to call out. I mean, he just looked awful all night. I mean, he did nothing really. I mean, drove to the basket, a couple nice layups, but James Harden, I mean, look, can you argue that he got fouled a bit more times than it, it was called for? Sure. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and blame the refs for a game like this. And that's just came out flat and the Bucks were the better team. Like, I'm not going to take anything away from them. So um, just Harden himself got to be better. And his defense is awful. Like, we know James Harden's defense is not good, but it's been like super bad lately. Like some of his like, rotations and like when he's the weak side guy and like he just overcommits. Like he left... Um, he left Chris Middleton, freaking Chris Middleton, wide open at one point, left wing three-pointer because he's over, you know, committing to one side of the court, and then there's Chris Middleton, 15 feet of space, and he just knocks down a wide open three, so, you know, Middleton's been a, a killer of the Nets for a while, we know that, but he had a great third quarter, I think he scored like 15 points in five the first five minutes of the third quarter, so... That was not good. But yeah, I mean, just everything has to get better. There's nothing about this team where I'm like, oh, we do this well, we do that well. It's just not like a lot of stuff went wrong tonight. Defensive rotations, um, allowing second chance points. There's no offensive flow anymore. It's just, unless we give it to KD on the right block, it's like we ain't going nowhere. It's, it's There's a lot of just, you know, there was some nice passes. I, I love what I saw from Nick Claxton, by the way. I forgot what I, I forgot to bring his name up, but he was awesome in that fourth quarter mini comeback they made to cut it to like 12 points. So Claxton had a dunk on Giannis. That that was cool. He made a pair of free throws, I remember, tonight. And, you know, I mean, Claxton, for the most part, played pretty good defense. Obviously, most people versus Giannis is a, mis- a mismatch. So he had a tough time versus Giannis at some points. But, like, nobody's going to completely lock down Giannis and Tenacupo. It's not going to happen. So, you know, I thought Nick Claxton did okay. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. He, he was pretty good on the boards, I think. I'll look up his rebounds real quick. Well, this is weird. Claxton had five offensive rebounds and one defensive rebound. That's very odd. Wow. Well, five offensive rebounds is tremendous, so keep that up. But yeah, it's just another frustrating Brooklyn Nets game. Um, they're probably now third in the East, right? Or something. I don't know. I think they're 24 and 13 now, so... Yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's just very annoying because you know this team has talent and they come out flat every game and it's just... Every time you t- I turn on a Nets game, I, I start from the, from the beginning. I'm, I'm not one of those people that tunes in with like five minutes left in the first quarter. But if you are one of those people, you'll notice every single time, like, oh, why are we down 12? Why are we down 10? Like, can you please start out well in some of these games and stop digging yourself into a damn hole? Like, I know the first quarter is probably like one of the most least important quarters. It depends about the third quarter and the fourth quarter is the most important. But like when you start out down eight, 10 points every game, it's not good. Like, you don't want that. You don't want to have to claw back from a deficit every single freaking game. So, 
stuff like that's frustrating as a fan, and I hope they figure it out. But once again, uh, we need Kyrie back full time. This this team is a whole lot better when Kyrie Irving's out there playing because you know James Harden doesn't penetrate the same way he used to. There's too much on Kevin Durant's shoulders. At least when you put Kyrie out there, he just helps the offense so much. Whether it's driving to the basket, finishing at the rim, his shooting, just as a catch and shoot guy, Kyrie can do it all for this team offensively. And his defensive intensity was great from his one game that we saw this year against the Pacers. So. Yeah, Kyrie, just please, please come back. If you're watching, please, I'm begging you. I need a Nets championship in my life at some point, and this this is probably one of the better opportunities we have. So please come back. Don't ruin it for us. Um, So yeah, that's going to do it. Just another crappy game, and I hope they figure it out. They play the Spurs on uh, Sunday at 12 p.m., which is like, okay, that's a weird time to play. Hopefully James Harden is not out clubbing too late on a Saturday night. I mean, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Those games kind of concern me, though. I know the, you know, Obviously, for the Spurs, it's a. I think it's a two-hour time difference. I said three last time. I think it's a two-hour time difference, but still, I mean, for the Nets, I mean, I kind of get concerned about these early 12 o'clock games because you don't know what the hell is going to happen, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, can they end the five-game home losing streak? I hope so. We'll see. The Spurs are not that great of a team, I believe, so I mean, they should be favored to win, but they've been favored to win a lot. They've been favored to win tonight, actually. The Nets were like six-and-a-half-point favorites tonight, and they still lost the game by a lot, so... Yeah, it's been embarrassing, but I hope they figure it out. But I don't know. Steve Nash got to be better. Players got to be better. A lot has to get fixed and, and fast. But we'll see. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this Nets video. And I'll talk to you guys next time.